Welcome to episode 10 of Local Runners Podcast, the podcast by runners for runners. We are your hosts, I'm Sean Warburton. I'm Dave Norman. I'm Gav Hill. And I'm Callum Parkinson. Wow, episode 10, can you believe that? As this is a milestone episode, we thought we'd all record together in a pub with Bay. So we apologise now for it if the audio is off slightly, but we will try our best. We started the podcast in March this year. And we have had eight guests, including today's guests, and over 3,000 downloads of our episodes. When we first started this, we never thought we'd have this number of downloads. Don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and any reviews we will read out. Okay, we are looking forward to producing more quality episodes. So any suggestions you have for, for guests, subjects to discuss, please get in touch. Now on to training. Over the last couple of weeks, there's been a few races, including the second Sale Sizzler, Wormslow 10K, Blenthka Fell Race, and Northern Blencathra Fell Race, and Northern Track League 5,000 metres. So as for me, I've started back into running, kind of. Um, I did Wilmslow 10K on Sunday, and I paced a friend of mine, Steve Muir. He was aiming for 46 minutes, um, but we struggled with the heat after about mile five and he got 46 46 which is which he's happy with and i am as well um massive shout out for run northwest for the event very well organized all waves and areas had more than enough room not sure what happened with the false start though so i'm sure dave will be able to give give a bit more insight on that as for me, I'm really happy to be back running, um, alternating running and cycling, and actually started to enjoy cycling a bit more. So now it's time to start training for pacing at the Great North Run. What about you, Gav? Training was going okay a couple of weeks ago. Managed um, a six-mile tempo in about 5.20 pace. Um, and then last week, I had some sort of illness, not sure what it was, just felt really drained. Um, so I had about five days off, and then um, starting to get back into it this week. Um, how's your training going, Dev? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Gav. Um, done uh, done quite a few races actually since the last recording three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, so first up was the Sale Sizzler, where I actually did a bit of a, an experiment, a uh, bit of a la- last minute decision. Uh, I decided to go old school and put a pair of the old school racing flats on, uh, just as a bit of an experiment, see how it felt. Felt great for the first half, and then uh, very quickly the aches and pains started to kick in at about halfway. Um, and yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't a very successful experiment. I think I need to uh, if I'm going to repeat that, I think I need to uh, start training in those sh- shoes again. Um, then I went on uh, just three days later to a, a 5k on the track, um, and I actually improved my sales Sizzler 5k time by 30 seconds there. Uh, so I went from 16:15 at the Sizzler to 15:45, which I was very very happy with. Um, and then Sunday, as Callum's just alluded to, was the Wilmslow 10k. Uh, at a target time of 32.30, which was sort of a fair estimate based on my second 5k. Um, yeah, went pretty well. Uh, went through 5k in 16 minutes exactly, which was faster than my uh, last three road 5k's. Um, as like everybody in the race, uh, seemed to benefit from that faster downhill first half. Um, slowed a bit up the hill, uh, and as the uh, temperature increased, but. Yeah, finishing time of 32.44, which I was very happy with, uh, given the conditions and sort of some of the guys that finished uh, around me. Sean, uh, do you want to pick up on your uh, last couple of weeks? 
Yeah. <coughs> Cheers, Dave. So, yeah, I think for me, I, I, I had a pretty rubbish sale sizzle every remember last time so i went back there a couple of weeks later ran just over 17 minutes i think around 1707 on the results but i stopped just shy of the of the finish line which callum highlighted to me on the night so i was a bit a bit disappointed with that but i'm feeling a lot better now to be honest with you i just just come back from a week on holiday in the lakes as well and um I managed to get my name on the start list of the Blencathra Fell race. Never done a Fell race before, apart from Hell on the Fell in the tour. Uh, it was hard, that's what I would say. And it's just like a pretty pretty big start, big pack of runners, and then you, you all head off for the Fell. After the first climb, I was really struggling. But, but, but I'd say, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed it. My quads were absolutely shot. I had a very painful physio treatment yesterday to iron them out. So I'm looking forward to the sizzler tomorrow night. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling more confident after than I was two weeks ago. On to the guest for this episode, an in-demand guest for the podcast. We have a local runner who is a Salford Harrier who has thrown down some impressive times since lockdown, including his 14.35k and fourth place at the first sale Sizzler, and as well as a new PB on Sunday of 30.08 at the Wilmslow 10k. Please welcome Dave Barrett. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Dave. So we'll get on to the first set of questions from myself, and then we've got some from some from listeners as well. Uh, so I'll start first with what's your most memorable race and why was it so memorable? Uh, most memorable? I'd have to say probably basic training a few years ago finished uh, second in the 40 miler 40 mile was a trail race obviously around, around Taiwan in Wales but probably that really because it was an awful awful day the weather were bad horrendous weather but managed to get round in the end and finish second but it's always like one race I've got to go back to as well and try and redo so probably say it's memorable because I really want to go back and try and try and win it next time I've done the, I've done the 10k there as well I think I won that two years ago but obviously the 40 miles like the creme of the creme you know it's the, the big one there so hopefully try and go that next time Nice one, Dave. So I probably should have started asking, I should have asked this question first, but when did you start running? I started more or less when I was in secondary school. Uh, I don't know, I just probably fell into it a little bit and then joined my local club, East Cheshire. Probably, probably about 14, 15, started doing it around then. Uh, started training Tuesday, Thursdays and doing some races, cross countries, track races, and then just carried on with it from there, really. So Dave, am I right in saying that you stopped running round about 2010? Do you mind me asking why you stopped running? Probably say just fell out of love with the sport a little bit. I was probably the training and races I was doing probably didn't really suit me. I was I was doing most like eights, eights and fifteens back then, but obviously I don't think I should have been doing that really, and I didn't really take it properly serious when I was younger. And then just obviously when you get a bit older, like 18, 19, obviously your priorities change, you enjoy going out with your friends and that and drinking and I just kind of left it behind then, didn't really go back to it but 
you know, I, I wish I did probably could have stayed with when I was younger, a bit more, bit more dedicated than that. But I just probably didn't have the dedication to stick with it back then. So in 2018, you ran Wilmslow 10k in 35 minutes and 16 seconds. Then on the Sunday just gone, you've ran it in 30 minutes and eight seconds. How did it feel taking over five minutes off on that course? Uh, it felt amazing to be fair, but it was a lot harder than I remember that, uh, that last last mile. Um, like I said, five minutes is more or less banging a mile anyway, isn't it? So it's a big chunk of time to take off when you think about it. Even you know, but when I did it then, they run 30, 35. The time I ran 35, 16. That was probably just the start of the comeback then. So um, yes, yeah, nice to see a bit of progression and uh, hopefully. I can't see me knocking another five minutes off, so might be a slow graduation down now, hopefully. So we've got a couple of questions um, from listeners. So the first question is from Mark Collier of Salford Harriers. He says, I'm intrigued to see what you can do over a marathon. When do you think, when you do it in a couple of months after seeing some of your bonkers training runs, what time are you hoping for at the marathon? Uh, I'm just going to aim for around, around the 220 mark I think it's about 5 520 per mile so hopefully hit that distance around that time, anything else will be a bonus at the moment but if I can get between 218 and 220 I think I'll be pretty chuffed with that but uh, yeah, just been doing some long long steady, well hard pace runs recently 15, 16 milers but just to see if I can, you know my body can you know, you get used to running that distance and that pace, but uh, sometimes I feel more comfortable running a bit longer, getting to a nice rhythm, and sometimes I just, with my earphones and I just forget what I'm doing, just, you know, obviously the last few miles are always tough sometimes, but I always get, like, bang into it and enjoy doing them. So we've got two questions from Ryan Duffy on Instagram. He said, super pod- podcast guys, look, Going forward, will Dave transition up to the marathon distance or will he continue to focus on 10k? I think we've already answered that, but do you want to give a little bit more on why you're starting to go into the marathon distance? Yeah, that's one of my questions from one of my closest friends, that, so he must be um, a keen listener as well. Um, yeah, it's basically because I enjoy doing the longer stuff, really. I, I feel comfortable doing it. Uh, I enjoy doing it, so... Why not try and step up and put a marker down at the marathon and see what I can get, you know. 30 now, so I've got a few more years to, you know, if I put a marker down now, I've got a few more years to try and get that time down. He also asks, are there any regrets on leaving Hurst Cross Harriers? <laughs> this was quite a private joke, like, but we just... Um, we used to say we ran from our area, we used to go drinking around there, but we just... Never was like a proper club or anything, but only had like a few members, so I'm sure they'll forgive me. Cheers, Dave. I'm going to pass over to Gav now so he can ask you a couple of questions as well. You okay, Dave? Welcome to the podcast, mate. Okay, a couple of questions for me to begin with then. Um, what motivates you to consistently put in the graft to achieve high mileage every week? Just say to you know, improve and get better. You know, it's, it's to see your times coming down and 
you know, yourself, yourself improving. That's that's the motivation I need, really. It's, you know, I never really have trouble getting my trainers on, getting out the door. I mean, I have the odd, the odd few days where I feel don't feel motivated, but like I say, everyone always says once you're out there and you're a few miles in, you feel a lot better. And when you finish the run, you always feel a lot better. But it's just I just always want to improve now. You know, I've come a long way in the past two years, so keeps me motivated to think how, how far I can go if I just, you know, keep, keep putting the graft in. Good answer, nice one. Um, so next question, what's your goals this summer? Obviously back end of the summer now and leading into winter. Just to get them open, get them open done now, you know, have 10, 12 good weeks of training for that and just see what I can put down for that. After them open, probably take a few weeks off, a few easy weeks and then Hopefully, if cross country's back, I might. Well, I'm obliged to do them more because you know, Salford get a good team out and try and get a few team prizes and that. But yeah, just do a few Manchester leagues, take from, take from there, really. Yeah. So, um, I've looked through all the questions on the pos- uh, podcast today. Um, this is probably the most important one. <laughs> so, short shorts or half tights? Oh, it's got to be the half tights, you know. I think the comfort's there, stylish, you know. I wore a quite vibrant pair on a Sunday, pretty loud ones, so um, I'd have to go with them, mate. But to be fair, I do, I do like some horrible-looking running gear, you know what I mean? The worse-looking, the better. I mean, it's the new Adidas stuff, if you've seen that, that's like all leopard print stuff. It's, it's proper foul, but I like it. And even like people like Joel Bailey, he's, he's got an eye for the old. Um, but yeah, he likes the, the beetroot colour he's got, and he's. And then the other day I saw he's got the Medina's um, leopard print half tights as well. So you know, they are um, eye-catching, say the least. Well, if you rock up wearing them and run fast, no one can say anything, can they? Really. So I, th- I think you're all right in leopard print. Just don't wear shorts and matching leopard print vest. That's a bit. You need to break it up. Um, okay, so I'll move on to um, some questions from Gav Brown um, of East Cheshire Harriers. Um, Gav says, I was distraught the day you left East Cheshire. <laughs> what were the reasons for this? He's still not letting me live this down, you know. Every time I see him, he always mentions it. Uh, I don't think he's that distraught. I think he might forgive me a little bit now. But... Uh, I don't know. I just started training with Salford on a Tuesday night at Sports City. Got to know a few of the lads there. Um, obviously, we all know Carl Hardman, so if you do a few runs with him, City destined to uh, to join Salford, I think. He always carries a, a form in his back pocket to get anyone signed up with him. Yeah, he has. That's, um, that was it. I just started training with Salford. And then, to be fair, they get a good team out for the relays and that. So, personally, individually, I don't think I'm ever going to win an individual medal, at, you know, a cross-country or a, you know, a high-standard race, but if I can be part of a team that we can, we can win, like, you know, gold, gold silver or bronze in, like, a gold relay or cross-country, then it's a bit of a bonus to have, isn't it, when you're, when you're a bit older, I suppose. No offence to East Chester, like, obviously, I did start, start my winning journey there. Still like the place and a lot of people there, but all I can do is apologise to Gav Brown. You know, I know he's a, a one club man. When you, when you cut him, he, greens, he uh, bleeds uh, 
golden green, but I'm sure he'll figure for me. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. What you got? Um, okay, next question from Gab Brown. Do you have one main goal you want to achieve in running, um, i.e. a certain time for a specific distance? Probably it's a long shot live, but you ever get like a, an international vest, lots something to aim for, innit? If you ever you can work your times down in different events, but if I, just, if I got a decent marathon time in a few months, I could keep cracking that down, you know. I'd, I'd like to like probably get into a race like one day, try and do the trials or something, and you know, try and get a vest for England or something one day. That will be that will be a dream, like to get an international vest. I'd say, but I'm not saying I'm going to do it, like, but I've got a dream, aren't you? Suppose. Aim for the moon, you'll fall in the stars. <laughs> so, uh, last question from Gav. You seem to do the most of your training on your own. Is there a specific reason for this, or do you prefer it um, with a group? <laughs> uh, I basically just I'll get home from work and probably just go. Sometimes I just go straight out and train or run. To be honest with you, because I find it easier. If I, if I wait a few hours and train at like seven half seven, I can, I can, you know, I'm normally a bit tired by then, so it just makes more sense. I start work early as well, so I'm up at five most days. So by the time I get home, get changed, get out, it m- makes more sense for me. I do enjoy group training. Like I will obviously want to do some more of it, like, but it just suits me at the moment. Getting it done, getting home, getting it done. Then I'm, I've got the rest of the night to myself. Then. Thanks for that, Dave. I'm going to move you on to another Dave, Dave Norman. Thanks, Gav. <laughs> Hi Dave, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, really good to have you on the show, uh, I have to say I'm a big big fan of yours, uh, it's really refreshing to see someone come back to the sport, putting in some serious graft and quickly establishing themselves as one of the best runners in the area, so uh, I've got a few questions of my own for you to start with, uh, firstly you've made massive improvements since you started running again and you've reached a very high level in no time at all. Is there anything you think you could potentially change or add in to, to take you on to the next level? Oh, thanks for having me on here, Dave. You know, I know you're a local legend yourself, so it's a pleasure to be um, interviewed by you. Um, I'd say probably change more structure in my training to you know, try and achieve. I know there's always that step of getting a coach as well, which could obviously bring me on massively. It's um, what I'd have to look into, I suppose. And, probably look at more ways of improving I know it's minimal gains like but you could this day and age a nutritionist that you could get some of that on board you could do more strength training there's, there's always minimal gains to, to gain obviously so that's something I probably have to look into which I, I think could help me take it to the next step I think yeah brilliant thanks um, yeah so that brings me nicely on to my next question I, I think I'm right in saying you are self-coached at the moment I think you've just touched on that um, I think you've done a really good job of structuring your training with no coach and with very little experience. So, where has your current structure come from? Is it from advice that you've had? Is it from looking at other people's training? Or have you got some information from the internet, perhaps? Like you said, it's just probably things I've picked up and seen. Um, most, of, most of the sessions I do are basically like your, your bread and butter sessions, I suppose. I do a lot of, a lot of K reps, a lot of intervals. Um, at weekends, if I, if I get onto a track, I'll do stuff like 400 reps and stuff, or per mid session. 
I've seen a fair, fair few things online, but I don't really put that much thought into what I'm gonna do. I just normally a day or two before I might think of something I want, a session I want to do. Depends how my body's feeling as well. It's gonna be a longer session, a shorter session, but normally I've seen a few things. I've done a few sessions with different clubs and that on over Salford and a few sessions with sale areas as well. So I've picked up a few things, but probably just roll with it really mate just um, see how I'm feeling the body feels and just think of a session and go for it yeah brilliant well I've noticed um, something you like to do in your training seems to be a bit, a bit of a staple for you um, is, is a fast long run so for example two weeks ago you did a 16 mile run at an average pace of 5.31 per mile what's the thinking behind these fast long runs is it with a, a marathon in mind or um, is it just because you believe that you get a lot out of these runs, they've got a lot of value? Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask about these runs is, do you wear your, your racing shoes for these runs or your training shoes? Well, my thought behind these runs is, sometimes if I, if I don't do a session on a Thursday, I might just wait till the Sunday and then that's like my sec- only my second session of the week, so I'll do something a bit longer and harder effort obviously um, obviously things like a good benchmark and a good fitness test to see where you're at and how you feel like obviously with the marathon in mind as well it's something I, I don't do them I do them every like I might do them once a month or something but when I do I do it like I said I do enjoy them when you get a nice rhythm you feel good so that's basically what I, I enjoy doing them really and so the, the shoe issue the shoe question I, uh, I've been doing it recently in the Nike um, Nike Tempos been using them but obviously not everyone's cup of tea are they really they're quite quite clunky quite loud but um, I seem to like them to be fair for the not for shorter stuff but for like when I do these long these long runs they seem to you know I feel good in them I've had a bit of an issue recently where one of the uh, air pockets on the side Pop, so they're uh, no good, no good to me anymore. You see, so I can't wear them anymore. But the past two weeks, I've been wearing the, um, the first edition of the Nets Percent, first ones. I got an orange pair of them. I got them about a year and a half ago, and off the Nike out, night sale, dead cheap, dirt cheap. Never wore them, had them box fresh. And then when these night tempos. Um, Packing on me in the week. I've wore these past two weeks, and yeah, I've got to say I'm, I'm enjoying using them at the moment. I see you you racing them. You racing a pair last weekend. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been using them the past two weeks, but yeah, I enjoy them. But I do enjoy the night tempos, but I just don't really commit to buying another pair if the same I have the same issue. Because once that air pocket bursts, then they're no good at all. You see. How do your legs feel after a, a run like that? What what the like the following day? Because I know if I race a half marathon, and you, I mean let's be honest, if you're running five thirty one per mile, it's not too far of a half marathon effort. So how do your legs feel the next day? Do, do they feel pretty beat up? Uh, I know they have an easy day on Monday anyway, so I normally feel alright. I normally just do an easy one on Monday. Never really have much issue with uh, sore legs unless I do some gym work. That's if I do gym work, that's when I really tend to feel a lot of, you know, like bit, bit leggy and that when I'm running. But other than Sunday after I've done that, I normally feel alright. I think mainly because on a Sunday night I'll have a, have a hot bath, a few Epsom salts in there, light a few candles, put 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 a playlist on, 
that normally helps me out. I don't really do much on a Sunday anyway after I've done a long run. I just normally sit in my house all day eating, eating, eating and rehydrating, mate. Get home, have a cup of tea, a few crumpets with cheese on, you know, that's, that's me set, set out for the day then. There you go, secrets from the stars. Hot baths. Uh, right, so I've got a, a few questions from Alan Cook as well. Uh, Alan, a friend of yours, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so first question from Alan. Uh, Dave, I see you on Strava you put in a lot of uh, double session days. Uh, each session on its own would be on its own for the average runner like myself. Um, also, you rarely seem to take a day off. How do you find the time, cope with the demands on the body, and remain mentally motivated? Um, I don't think I normally do. I've never done a two session, two sessions in a day. I've, I've run twice in a day, a double daylight, but I don't normally. I don't think I've done a, a session in the morning, a session at night. I've, I know a lot of some pros do that. I think the India Britsons tend to do a session in the morning, a session at night, but I don't think I'm at that level yet to uh, commit to something like that. But I, I do do double days, but that's just a way of like. Like Gav gave me a bit of advice recently, to, you know, break up your day a little bit and trick your body into recovery. So I think they're quite good to, you know, like you say, breaks up a run as well for you. Going out twice a day. Time-wise, I just fit it in when I can, really. Yeah. Um, if I'm off work, I normally do a double day. But if I'm working, I normally just run at night. If I work away, I'll, I might try and do sneak a five-mile in the morning somewhere. But time-wise, I just. Yeah, I just tend to stay motivated because I'm quite quite now I've started running again full time. I'm quite boring, so I don't really spend any of my time doing anything else anymore. It's running the majority of my life now. I just I finish work, go for a run, get home, have my tea, and that's it, mate. All my friends think I'm boring. My family think I'm boring. So. Uh, that's how, they, that's how I deal with the time. I've changed my lifestyle a bit recently. Where before, when I started back running, I used to go out quite a lot drinking, you know, going out in town and all that. But I don't do anything anymore, mate. I say I'm just a bit of a, a boring guy who likes running. <laughs> I think one of my favourite quotes I ever heard was "Boring runners run fast." <laughs> but the important thing is that you don't find it boring, um, and I think that's that's true for all of us. We all enjoy what we do. And it's, for us, it's anything but boring. Uh, right, so uh, a second question from Alan. Um, he says, on a lighter note, you seem to love a good head accessory. What is your favourite and why? Probably stay a, a headband, mate, you know. It's, you know, quite accessible. Looks pretty good, you know. Kicks your hair out of your face. What more could you ask for? I think, to top it, I'm going to, you know, could be a bucket out in there, throw a bucket out in there somewhere. That could be a. I don't think that's been done before, has it? Or has it? I don't. It might not look very cool either, but. No. No. I think there's nothing more mank than wearing a bucket out, is there? So if you, if you run with a bucket out, then how mank could you get? You know, it's. Nothing can top that, can it? <laughs> I have to ask about the beard. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's been a, a few races recently where you've done this uh, superb-looking beard and it's disappeared now. So my question to you is, running running fast, beard or no beard? It's got to be no beard, hasn't it, mate? You know, it didn't, I, don't, I don't think it looked very cool. You know, I got called a bit, you know, scruffy and trampy a few times, so I don't think it was a, a cool-looking beard, but... Um, 
it was, you know, it was a few months of growth there, but yeah, I don't think it's once you get into summer, mate. I think it's it's hard to maintain that, and you know, when you're in a race as well, and you you know you spitting me and it gets caught in your beard that's not a it's not a good look either so i'd say no beard mate thank you dave right so we are now moving on to sean he's got a few questions for you yeah just just to confirm as well on the boring thing dave is drinking orange juice tonight where we're enjoying a pint so there you go that's a commitment he is running home yeah fair enough so yeah a couple few questions from me in, um, especially at 5k and 10k I really struggle with nerves me because I just know it's going to hurt as you've got quicker have you got more nervous before races and how have you dealt with that uh, try to like manage my nerves really recently I've not been too bad with nerves I'm normally quite calm before a race or the day of a race I normally like to just chill out listen to some music and that I don't really not to look at my phone a lot either because sometimes I'll sit there and look at stuff and some things can make you nervous I suppose but I probably manage them quite well these days I always look forward to doing it you know it's all that training you put in it's when you get on that start line you want to you want to perform don't you so yeah, I know nerves can be good sometimes for some people but you want to get out there enjoy it and just you know try to put the nerves to the back of your head really because once you're out there running all that matters is the training and what, what you've done that Helps you, helps long in the race. Yeah, I can tell that from when we see you run because you you tend to race. You look like you race aggressively. You know what I mean. And I think I myself don't race like that. I race a little bit nervously, but that, that's really good to see. That I think it's a good quality. Um, so I, we talked about you having some time off from racing and running. What was the trigger for coming back? Uh, I think one of the first I did a marathon a few years ago 2015 I think it's one that Dave didn't win um, I don't think it counted anyway because it's a short course but um, me and my cousin made a bet that we'd do the marathon he used to do a bit of running himself Chris Case. so um, he's, he was normally an 800 metre runner anyway but we just drunkly made a bet one night that we'd um, do a marathon together and that's I did that marathon and then after that I started getting back into it a little bit and then running more and more each week and then I saw Gav, obviously I go to Gav's gym sometimes and he added me into the, um, the local group which helped me, helped me out a lot as well, you know, being speaking to local runners and it's a good motivator really to be a part of a group like that, it gets you, you know, it's probably the most active WhatsApp group I'm in now, my phone's always pinging all day long so that was a good motivator, you know, being in that group and then I got out on some Sunday runs with some of the lads in there, you know, there's a lot of a lot of knowledge in there as well so it's good to be part of and that's probably once I, once I joined that group and I don't know I just fell in love with it more I suppose I wanted to run more improve my times and ever since then I've not looked back really oh nice one I think oh, we'll, we'll talk about some questions from Andy Sykes surely but um, shortly but he's um, he said sort of like he's come from nowhere really but I think yeah it's interesting that so other than the speed sessions Dave was asking you about and the and the high intensity long runs what other you mentioned Gav's gym what other what does it look like outside of running for your conditioning nutrition stuff like that 
Oh, it's coming, you know it is. Um, I've got to say, I'm probably the worst. I cannot cook at all anyway. Um, I'm just a pasta guy, mate, you know. Simple, get the pan on, throw it in there. If it's not pasta, beans on toast, like I've just said, it's quick and easy. I say, I'm, I'm not really a good cook at all, mate, so... Nutrition-wise, I don't tend to eat eat bad like a lot of chocolate or crisps. I, I treat myself now and then, obviously, but um, normally a lot of fruit in the mornings. Before I go work, I'll have porridge with some red berries, some cherries in there as well. Normally quite the same every morning I'll have, and then at dinner time I like a bit of Greek yogurt with some fruit in, and then like I said, tea time. I'm just um, a one-trip pony, mate. So I like, enjoy the pasta. That's it. But yeah, um, I don't normally eat bad, bad, bad through the week or anything. I like to on a Sunday after a long, hard training run. I like to have a bit of chocolate and that. I'm into my uh, my lotus biscuits at the moment. That's that's got me a favourite. The I can't keep away from at the moment. So me and Cal Darcy, that's our favourite snack. Like the lotus, we um, can't keep away from that. Oh, it's obviously working. What what about gym work? How much of that do you do? Before the pandemic, I did. I go once or twice a week, but I started going during the pandemic, obviously. But I do stuff at home now and then. To fair, have I got an easy day? I'll get home from an easy day, easy run. I'll just I'll do something at home, like a quick body workout. I normally do like 15, 20 minutes, but normally like a lot of glute work, a lot of leg strength, a lot of body weight stuff, really. I just, you know, some calf raises. I don't really think about it too much I'll just try and get it done after a steady run sometimes it's hard to get motivated to gym work's probably the, the one thing I neglect a lot really but it's hard to get motivated for it but it's, it, I don't know it's finding the time to do it but once you've done it it's out of the way you know it's, it's always a gain because you know obviously prevents injury as well sometimes but makes you stronger more compact than that so I try and fit it in when I can but if anyone struggles to like fit in the gym I'd probably say do try after a steady easy run just try and do a quick 10-15 minutes in, in your house I know it's hard to do but even even just use your body weight and get it done yeah yeah nice one we've got um, quite a few questions in from uh, Andy Sykes uh, from Daddy's Escape he's a self-confessed Dave Barrett fanboy so uh, <laughs> Ooh, I don't know I, th- I think you'd be ahead of Dave actually <laughs> Um, so he, he he said you live at the end of his street, and he's he, he think it was just over a year ago we started noticing you on Strava segments near him, and he did a little bit of Strava stalking, and he's just amazed how quick you were, especially given where you live, you can't avoid hills really. Um, his runs are varied from what I can see, but he's asking, do you have a favourite route near home? Yeah, it's nice to hear from Andy. You know, he's just live around the corner from me, so I always bump into him now and then. Probably favourite run's got to be, it's got to be Arthur Pike. I say, I live from my house to the top of Arthur Pike. It's two mile. I've got Not Hill Reservoir there as well, so I'd have to say it's got to be that, mate. I've lost count of many times I've run up Arthur Pike, but every time you get up there and you see the view, you see all the tame side up there. You can see Oldham, Ashton, Hyde. Mosley, I just think well, yeah, it's got to be that, mate. It's right on my doorstep, and it's no better place to run. I don't think. Yeah. I remember when I started. Sorry, it's Callum. I remember when I ran down from Artsed Pike, and I was looking on the Strava segment down Lily Lane. Yeah. 
and I, w- I think I was first for about a day and then I started to see Dave Barrett and then I thought right, I'm going to try and get that time and there was absolutely no chance I think you were about a minute and a half ahead of me but yeah oh, rapid yeah um, okay so he's also asked a question about the beard and if you've seen any improvement since that but I think you've answered that with Dave's question there shaved a bit well the numbers speak for themselves don't they <laughs> Um, okay, so um, there's a, there's a picture. He also just makes a comment about there's a picture from the start line at the Trafford 10K last year, and you were right at the front um, pre-race. He said that's alien to most of us, but given you're running like sub 31 now, it's absolutely the right place for you to be. Um, and he's asking similar to what I asked: Do you get nervous before an event, or do you, how do you deal with pressure? And do you, do you, do you put pressure on yourself to perform? Uh, I'm just probably confident in my own abilities to be there, you know, and with the training I've done, no, I'm going to try and get a decent time and push myself to the limit. Obviously, on the start line, being at the front sometimes is the place to be in it. If you're going for a, de- a fast time, it's where you want to be in it. But as long as nerves and that pressure, I do put a fair bit of pressure myself because like where we live locally in Manchester and all these local races the, the, the talent down there is quite remarkable you know it's a lot of it's a high standard so I do put pressure on myself I know a lot of people you race against this day and age you know quite well but as bad as it sounds you do want to beat them I know it's like friendly friendly banter and that but you do want to you do put a bit of pressure on yourself because you always want to, you want to, be, you want to be better don't you and improve so it's it's I manage the pressure quite well, but I always do want to run well. If I do have a bad race, which you know happens from time to time to everyone, I think it's important not to put too much doubt in yourself because you know there's always another race around the corner. You can race basically this day and age. You can, you can race every week if you wanted to, every few days. There's always I know you want to overdo it and over race and over train your body like, but there's always a chance to run well a week later if you if you're unhappy with yourself and your performance. So I say nerve wise. I don't. I put a bit of pressure, but you know, there's always a chance to run well in different scenarios. Well, I learned recently that the front isn't the right place for me. If you saw the pictures of the Offerton Five, it's me and Mark Collier taking the race out. And if you look at the before and after pictures of the finish line, you'll see why why that was the wrong place for me. Um, he, he goes on to say, hopefully next time you're on that front row, you'll be there with your, your name on your bib rather than the number. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? He asked, uh, lastly, what are your current set of um, goals, your future goals? I'd say my future goals are just, you know, carrying on improving and getting my times down. Um, probably prefer road running more, so probably get some a decent half time down, decent marathon time, a 10 mile time down, you know, there's a lot of stuff I, I, I still want to do. So just continue to work at them. Long term goals, probably preferred longer stuff so marathon probably is what I you know focus all my attention on I still want to do some 10k's obviously I want to break 30 minutes for 10k you know Gary will beat me to it so got a bit of catching up to do um, but that that's the aim yeah I would love to break 30 minutes for 10k break 40 minutes for 5k I think they're all massive you know 
achievements you can add to your name if you get them. It's like boundaries, isn't it? You know, once you get past that, it's a massive achievement. That's why when I come on here today, I was uh, on Sunday, I was a bit gutted because I didn't want to wait. I wanted to wait 30 minutes and come on the podcast, but um, just that eight seconds short, mate. But I know, I'll give it some, mate. I, I know. <laughs> I got out kicked on the home straight as well, so it's even more disappointing. But you know, it's always next time, and I'll hopefully get it next time I race. What about the Tour of Tame side? That's coming up soon. Any chance of seeing you in that soon? If Mo's not doing it, then you know it's up for grabs now, isn't it? So you never know, do you? I might, I might do one or two of the stages. Um, probably not the hell on the felt. It's a bit of a scary one. If you haven't done that one before, it's a bit of a, a leg burner. The first one, the first, the first lap, the first stage isn't too bad. That's in Park Bridge, which is quite local to me as well. So I could um, always turn up to that one. But yeah, I won't mind doing the full tour. I don't really get in the way of my marathon training, so I, I don't. I'm too sure I wanted to do a full tour. It might take out my legs. Four days of racing the trot. Might. I don't, it's, a, it's a bit of a risk, like, but you know, it's. I say it's a local local race so it's always good to support it it's got a lot of history to it as well obviously with, with Ron Hill and that so it's always always good to see people do it as well yeah so yeah it's interesting about the 10k weekend then yeah, talking about the finish line just talk us a bit more through the race this weekend and how that went uh, yeah I found it found it quite well I, I enjoyed the race like Dave said the first three miles quite quite fast so I didn't really check my watch quite a lot. I didn't even look at my watch once, actually. Uh, and the car in front didn't have the time on, so I weren't really sure what time I was on. I was, I, would, I did want to look at my watch, like, but I didn't want to like, spend every every few minutes looking at it, trying to be bang on a certain pace. So I, did, I felt quite good, first four, four mile. Obviously then, the course has a few gradual inclines in it, so it was, um, it was a group of three of us that broke away. And then we had, I think, what was the guy called? Mark Brown. No, the guy who. No, the guy who dropped out there. He had a bit of a gap on us, uh, on me and Mark Brown, by about what, 10 15 metres. And then me and Mark Brown were basically together all the race. So we passed him about. 7, 8k <laughs> and it was just me and Mark Brown together then till the end just working off each other just getting through the getting through the k's and then before you know it I saw the 400 meter sign 400 meter sign to go I was pretty spent by then myself anyway to be fair it was quite a quite a hot warm day as well so got to that 400 meter mark and Mark had a bit more in the tank but um, yeah I'd give it all you know I was after I finished I was pretty done in but I'd give it a good effort but I was I saw the time. I saw the time when I passed the line, but uh, pretty good. Bit, bit good. I couldn't get under that thirty minutes, but it's always next time, like I said. No, oh, nice one. Thanks for that, Dave. Really good, good answers. Um, Going to hand it over to Gav now. Just before we close this episode, Dave, I just want to ask you um, about one of the answers that you touched upon previously. Um, Music choices. What do we listen to? Full honesty, please. I'm a sucker for a bit of 80s, mate, you know. The One It Wonders, the Cheese, all that. I'm yeah, anything like that, mate, yeah. Um, 
I do enjoy, obviously, being from Manchester, cliche, but I enjoy the Manchester music. I run to anything, basically, mate. Once my earphones are in, I put a playlist on. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, anything that comes on, mate, I can, um, I don't stick to any drama or anything, I like to, whatever sounds good, mate, when I'm running. Whatever mood you're in that day. Whatever mood I'm in that day, mate, I'll just go with the floor. Thanks, Dave. Um, and I must also ask you about uh, the false start on Sunday, which, obviously, uh, me being in the race myself, uh, I saw it. I was a little bit uh, further from the start line than uh, you were, but can you just talk us through the false start? Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think was the something on the, the chip timing thing not on the mat or something. I think that was one of the issues. That, I think they met, might have been something like that. I believe it was because people were walking to the start line rather. Uh, sorry, jogging to the start line rather than walking. And it and it went and it went against the protocol. That was one of the issues. But I, I thought we were about to start and he shouted someone to come down. And I think. I'm not, too, I'm not too sure myself, like, but I thought something was missing off the mat. Or something. I might be wrong, but it could be something like that. But you don't normally get a false start in a 10k race, but first time for everything, isn't it? Yeah, very true. It was, I think it was the first time I, I've seen a, a false start in a 10k race, um, and there was a, actually a bit of the, a bit of a first also at that second sale sizzler, which I took part in. Um, so I didn't pick up on this earlier in my review, but. Um, yeah, quite a, a shocking incident on the uh, on the first lap. So, as we were leaving the park, uh, a, approaching one mile, um, a, mar- a, a, a park user uh, ignored the marshal's instruction to step aside for the lead runners. Um, one of the lead runners ran into the back of him, uh, and he decided uh, to chase down the the lead runners and uh, basically uh, punch. The, the guy would run into the back of him to the ground so yeah quite a shocking incident that, that something I've, uh, I've never seen in 30 years of racing it was uh, quite quite staggering really Sean's just asked me how did they catch him um, yeah well what happened was and uh, another runner who was actually just in front of me uh, had seen what was happening and uh, he, he rugby tackled uh, the assailant to the ground so it was a uh, yeah, it was just, it was bizarre. It was like something out of a movie, to be honest. <laughs> Sean, Sean, you were a little f- bit further behind. Did you see this incident yourself? Uh, no, I didn't actually see the incident. I saw the aftermath of it. So I saw a runner sat down on the floor. It looked like he was receiving some attention, but I thought it was something to do with the race. Um, I didn't see the, the man in question. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I was talking to the lad who won the race. Um, what's his name who won the race? Salford Arias. John Joe, is it? Joe Moores, yeah. He, he, you know, and he, he said, yeah, well, this, yeah, we're, you got to remember sometimes it's a part with other people in it. We're in with and Sean. These things happen now and again, but uh, I've never seen anything like that neither. So, there you go. The up the roller coaster of uh, running in Wivenshaw Park, eh? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, finally, just wanted to say a big thanks to Dave for joining us tonight. We we put a request out on social media to ask for um, who people wanted to hear from, and you were top of that list, mate. So nice one, and thanks for joining us. Cheers, Dave. Thanks for thanks for joining us in the pub. Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoy being on here, you know. I'm an avid listener of the podcast, so to be asked to come on, you know, it's a pleasure. I'd make time for any time to come on here again, but, you know, I enjoyed it, and hopefully 
carries on growing and people carry on downloading and listening to it. Cheers, lads. Yeah, and a big thank you from me, Dave. As I said earlier, big, big fan of yours. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, keep improving, keep working hard, and you'll be under 30 in no time. Um, and you'll, I think you'll continue to go from strength to strength. It's a pleasure to have uh, Dave Norm as a fan. Everyone knows he's um, a legend in the game, so you know to hear that from him is always nice. Thanks, Dave. Keep up the great work. See if you can get that Park Road 5K record and all. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Our next episode, we'll be talking all things Tour of Tameside. I managed to talk to a few previous winners and runners of all abilities. So get your questions in for anything Tour of Tameside related in the usual ways via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and email. Remember, there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Good night. <laughs>